What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Tom Shifflett Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shifflett, and welcome to day 13 of the Bubble Wrap. We are coming down the home stretch. We are just about finished with all the seeding games. We'll get to the seven kind of lame, boring games that came on Tuesday night. I'm going to breeze through Brooklyn Nets versus the Orlando Magic 108-96 win for Brooklyn. This one was really bad. It was it was really boring. Like I, I fell asleep a couple of times throughout. There's just, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. So I'm just going to move on from that one. Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs. I alluded to yesterday. Houston wasn't going to have James Harden playing. So San Antonio was most likely going to win this game. They do 123 to 105. San Antonio was trying to keep pace to get a chance for the play in game for this one. There's nothing really to, really get into San Antonio is also, you know, they're, they're so, they're so, they're so boring to watch, man, but they're winning. They're doing what they need to do. They beat Houston's reserves. I think Russ, yeah, Russ left at halftime. He didn't play a whole lot, but Keldon Johnson, career high, 24 points, 11 boards. He was just everywhere. But the thing that I think has changed the San Antonio team a whole lot is Greg Popovich putting DeMar DeRozan at power forward and it is absolutely a game changer for them offensively. They are getting up and down. Their pace is a lot better. They just look like a completely different team. So give it up to Greg Popovich. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's the best coach in the league right now. And he is making chicken salad out of chicken shit with the San Antonio Spurs team, honestly, um, down there in the bubble. So they're keeping pace with the Phoenix Suns, who, like I said, alluded to yesterday, they should uh, mop the floor with the Philadelphia 76ers, and they did so 130 to 117. Devin Booker, 35 points, nine boards. Mikael Bridges, 24 points. Those two dudes are playing out of their mind. They complement each other so well. And Devin Booker, man, he has been playing just lights out basketball. These are all must win games, and he's going 35 points, 35 points, 35 points. He is just, he is balling out, man. And it's just, it is so fun to watch. And we are so close. We are so close to a Portland Phoenix playing game. Uh, we are so close. Oh, man, I just, I can taste it. I'm so excited because what exactly happened yesterday that needed to happen happened. The Memphis Grizzlies, they lose the Boston Celtics, 122 to 107. Jason Tatum had 29 points. He didn't play fourth quarter. Yeah, he left at mid-third quarter. He had 29 quick points. He did whatever he wanted. Gordon Hayward, he played the most out of Boston starters. He only played 31 minutes. Everyone else played third quarter, and then the fourth quarter, they all sat out. John Morant, he had 26 points, 13 assists, but it wasn't enough. I mean, it just Memphis, it, it just sucks. They're missing Jaron Jackson Jr., arguably their best player. They're missing Justice Winslow before the bubble even started, so it just it's, it's tough for Memphis, man. They're really trying, but they are free-falling. The best game, the best game of the night was the fifth game, Portland Trailblazers, Dallas Mavericks. 
This has exceeded Denver and Utah as the best game in the bubble. This game was absolutely bananas, man. Portland wins 134 to 131 behind Damian Lillard, 61 points. He was absolutely insane, man. He got, so I was texting with some buddies in the group chat. I told them, Oh, one of them texted me, Dallas is going to win tonight. They're going to beat the Blazers. It's uh, Wiggy, who I have a $100 bet with. <laughs> Portland's going to make the playoffs. I uh, I told him, I was like, nah, Dave's getting 50 tonight. Halftime, he's already got 25. He was getting whatever he wanted. Like There was nobody who could stay in front. Trey Burke had no chance standing in front of him. They kept playing drop coverage on the pick and roll. I was talking about that days ago. You cannot do that. You cannot play drop coverage against Damian Lillard. Against a guy like Kyrie Irving, a guy, a guy like Stephen Curry, you're just you're shit out of luck. You're just gonna pray to God that he misses. And Dame was not missing anything, and he was getting a lot of favorable calls there in the second half. There was a stretch from the mid third quarter to about five minutes left in the fourth quarter where there was just nonstop whistles. Everybody was at the free throw line nonstop. It took all the fun out of this game, but there was just incredible shot making. Kristaps Porzingis was unconscious, man. When the first half was over. You thought he was going to be the one who had 61 points. The way he was knocking down three balls, he was getting to the rim. He was doing whatever he wants. And But Dame, he just went on another level. And Carmelo Anthony pitched in 26 points. Again, he was huge down the stretch, posting up in the corner there. So his true shooting percentage right now is on is like where it was at when he was in his prime in New York right now. That's how great a basketball he's playing right now. And it's absolutely incredible. And they need Carmelo to be even better because C.J. McCollum comes out that he's been playing with two fractures in his back this entire time. It's, it's insane. I noticed when he left... With five minutes left in the fourth quarter, he came out of the game for a second. And the way he was like walking to the bench, I was like, dude, is his back all jacked up? Like, he looks insane. He looks like Kevin Love running up and down the court last year with his back problems. And a report came out right after the game that he's been battling two fractures in his back this entire time. So CJ McCollum, he's a dog. He's going to keep going out there and fighting, man. He he had a rough shooting night, but they were all in in and out, which just speaks to how insane of a scorer he is. But this game came down to the wire. There were a couple times where it looked like Dallas was going to run away with it, and it looked like Portland had control of it. Um, Luka was doing his thing, but it was pretty funny that Larry Bird couldn't get past Carmelo Anthony with the game. I mean, Luka Doncic, sorry. I called him Larry Bird. My bad. It was a great game. It was a lot of fun, and it just I was so just amped up and just adrenaline lush adrenaline rush coming from that game and how just insane how Portland pulled that one out and then I'm greeted by the Sacramento Kings and New Orleans Pelicans on TNT like oh my god man I guess you know going into this you would think this had a lot of playoff implications and this would be a really big important game but these two teams like I said yesterday they were eliminated so New Orleans they didn't play Zion they didn't play Brandon Ingram they didn't play any starters whatsoever Lonzo Ball was the only guy that they trounced out there and I just I felt that was kind of that was kind of shitty but he needs all the work he can get I guess and Sacramento they had all their starters playing this game was really bad that this it was pretty boring but Sacramento gets a win 112 to 106 it literally doesn't matter at all and the final game of the evening, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Washington Wizards. This is another one where it was it was really rough at stretches, and it got even rougher when Giannis Antetokounmpo got ejected in the second quarter for headbutting Mo Wagner. He was really frustrated after the first you know couple minutes of the game. He got he got fouled like ten times in about eight minutes, and there were some really hard fouls. And Mo Wagner took a really cheap offensive foul. He tried to sneak under and get the charge while Giannis was uh, in the air, and 
this just reaffirms my belief that the charge needs to go. It it is one of the worst basketball plays ever. It takes no skill whatsoever. It's not one of those things that makes you a really good defender. A guy, he beats his defender and he's running full speed downhill and then somebody just stands in front of him and that's that's a foul on the offensive player. It's absolutely ridiculous and it's unsafe. Like So many people can get hurt from that, especially the ones where what Wagner did, he slid right underneath Giannis while he's in the air. Like He could have fallen and broken his neck or something like that. Like I hate, I hate the charge so much. It is such a college basketball play. It is so annoying. People, if you watch college basketball, there's always one team, one guy on every team He's usually a pretty, like, derpy, like, looking white guy, and he's really good at taking charges, and that's why he plays minutes, and it's, I hate it so much, man. The charge is the worst thing in the world. So, it was kind of ridiculous for Giannis to headbutt a guy, but he he deserved it, so I was, I, I had his back on that one. Um, but after that, it it looked like the 1980s finals in some stretches, just how bad the spacing was and the turnovers and just the ball. It was it was just it was really painful, man. And I, I tapped out after like the third quarter in it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to bed. It, it, it didn't matter. Milwaukee is far superior. Even with their scrubs, they were still better than the Washington Wizards. So uh, all I care about is Phoenix and Portland. They did their thing. They are still the two. They're the two hottest teams in the bubble right now, and Phoenix is undefeated. The Phoenix Suns are undefeated right now in the bubble. Like, who had that? Nobody even thought they would win a couple of games, let alone be undefeated. They are 7-0, and and all they got left is Dallas. And I don't I don't know if if Dallas, if Rick Carlisle will rest Luka and Chris F. Porzingis. I think he might, but... I don't know. I don't think it matters. I think Phoenix is that confident. They're that hot. I don't think it matters who plays. It's the same thing with Portland, how it didn't matter if Luka and Porzingis played or not. They're just so locked in. Uh, it did, It doesn't matter who they're playing right now. They're both in Phoenix and Portland are just such in a like playoff mentality, just win now mode that they are just so locked in. It does not matter who you put in front of them. Portland, it, that was their biggest game of the season. And Damian Lillard just, he absolutely murdered it. He was incredible. Absolutely insane. He hit this one shot from like 40 feet out. It took this insane bounce. It almost hit the ceiling. It bounced so high off the rim and went in just the ultimate shooter's touch. It was it was so fun to watch, man. So suck it, Skip Bayless, you frosty-haired douchebag. You know, uh, Dame time is a real thing, and Damian Lillard is a superstar player. He is one of the best point guards in the league. He's one of the best players in the league. So Skip Bayless needs to stop talking about Dame like he's some kind of role player or something. Dame Lillard deserves all the respect he gets. He deserves all the praise that he gets because he is a killer, man. And he's going to get that eight seed. And it's it's going to be really, really great to have Wiggy give me 100 singles. And I'm going to spend it on the dumbest thing possible just to spite him. So we'll wrap up Tuesday's riveting slot. The Brooklyn Nets, they get a win 108-96. to San Antonio, they beat the Hardenless Rockets 123-105. to Phoenix stays undefeated. They win 130-117 to over the Philadelphia 76ers. The Boston Celtics, they cruise to a 122-107 win against the hapless Memphis Grizzlies right now. The Portland Trailblazers behind Damian Lillard, 61 points, beat the Dallas Mavericks, 134-131. The New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, they played a basketball game, and the Kings won 112-106. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Sands, uh... Giannis Antetokounmpo after a headbutt still win 126 to 113 against the Washington Wizards. So Wednesday's action, um, yeah, it's still it's it's kind of 
So it starts the day at 4 o'clock. Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. Uh, there's nothing really to play for for either team. That's the thing. Um, maybe Houston. I think Houston still has a chance to move up. No, they don't have any chance at all. I just looked at the standings. So everyone's basically still is staying pat here. You know, maybe, yeah, it still doesn't matter because there's no home court because Houston's a game above Oklahoma City for that 4-5. or five. It really doesn't matter. So it, it might be a fun game to watch. They're two pretty conflicting styles. It could be a it could be a bloodbath. Maybe TJ Warren gets back going. 6.30, you got the Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers. I'm sure Toronto plays maybe, I don't know, probably nobody. Uh, last game, they rested Kyle Lowry, and they rested Serge Ibaka. They'll probably rest Siakam and Marcus Gasol this one, or they might just rest the whole starting five, or they'll do what Boston's been doing and just play mid-third quarter and then rest everybody else. 8 o'clock, Miami Heat, Oklahoma City Thunder. If everybody plays in that one, that could be a pretty interesting game. They're both pretty hard-nosed, like gritty defensive teams, and they can shoot the ball pretty well. But we'll see who decides to play and who doesn't. And 9 o'clock could be a good one. Depends on who's playing. The Denver Nuggets and the LA Clippers. I think I think Kawhi probably sits this one. He hasn't sit any of the bubble games so far. So I know he's sit against Portland, but he'll probably sit again. And probably Paul George won't play. And Patrick Beverly probably won't play. Um, they'll probably just work really hard to get Montrez Harrell back into shape and get him some conditioning before the playoffs start. And for Denver, I doubt Jokic plays, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe it's a it's an ESPN game, so maybe maybe they'll feel more inclined to play. But all we care about, I don't care about, but all we care about is Thursday. Thursday is all I care about. That's it. Wednesday, uh, please just uh, we got we got seven games on Thursday, and they all mean, I mean, Memphis, they play at 4 o'clock against the Milwaukee Bucks. The possibility is maybe Giannis gets suspended for headbutting Mo Wagner, and he's out that Memphis game. Like, does Memphis have a chance at beating Milwaukee without Giannis Antetokounmpo if Giannis doesn't get suspended? Does he even play to begin with? I don't know. Um, <sighs> I just, we need Memphis to lose, guys. We need Memphis to lose. We're at a four-way tie right now for the eight seed. It goes 8 seed is Portland, 9 seed is currently Memphis, the Suns are 10th, and San Antonio is 11th. So 4 o'clock, Thursday, Dallas, Phoenix. Again, will Luka and Kristaps Porzingis play? Let's hope they don't. San Antonio, they play the Jazz. The Jazz, will they play Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert? I don't know. They Donovan Mitchell didn't play at all last game, so maybe he'll play. Rudy Gobert will probably be down. Same thing with Conley. 9 o'clock. Portland has the Brooklyn Nets. They got to win that one. Ah, man, they got to win that one. That would be such a kick in the head if Portland lose. I'll be bummed if any of these teams lose. Well, not Memphis or San Antonio, but if Phoenix or Portland, they they blow this. I'm going to be so upset, man. I'm really, that's really going to be a bummer, man. And, oh, man. But I just, I don't even want to watch these games tonight. There's just there's it it just sucks we're at the seeding point where it's like this is like the end of the regular season where none of these games matter. If you bought a ticket at the end of the year, you're pissed because nobody's gonna be playing. But I don't know. I do it. I do it for the show. I do it for the love of the game. I'm going to watch these games. Hopefully I don't know, hopefully Miami and Oklahoma City Thunder will make it worthwhile. I mean Philadelphia, they're still trying to get some things figured out, so they're gonna be playing most of their starters, but uh I don't know. Can it just be Thursday already? Man, we're so close. We're so close to getting playoff basketball. We're so close to those play-in games. And I hope I hope and pray, everybody. Everybody should be hoping and praying that it's Phoenix and it's Portland. And then 
Phoenix wins the first game, and then we get another game between Phoenix and Portland to decide who goes, gets the eight seed. And I've seen a lot of stuff where uh, there people are picking Portland to win like two or three games against Los Angeles in the first round. It's like, what, what are you guys doing, man? If anything, they'll get a game, and it'll be really fun, but what are we doing? In what way should the Lakers be worried about any of these teams that are vying for the eight spot? In what way? Why should they? Because they've been kind of crappy in the bubble? Like, what What are we doing here, man? People are losing their minds, and it's just really annoying the way this game gets covered nowadays. And Ramon, Ramona Shelburne, who has a vote for MVP, she has a vote for MVP, she went on air yesterday saying that she's choosing LeBron James because of narratives. Like, we already know that people vote for narratives, but you just don't come out and say that. Like, that's it, absolutely insane. LeBron, it, the sad thing is, like, LeBron has a really good basketball case to be the MVP, and nobody even brings it up. They're just worried about the narrative stuff, about, oh, the stuff he dealt with the China and Kobe Bryant's death. Oh, he's got gray in his beard. It's like, no, just look at the numbers. Put the numbers up next to Le- next to Giannis's numbers, and we can have a debate that way. There's no, there's just no reason to go just straight to the narrative thing, man. It's just, this game is too beautiful, the game of basketball, to be covered by such bozos every single day, man. It's absolutely nauseating. It's insane. And the problem with this is they shouldn't make the awards, like, incentive like lace things inside of contracts, man. Because you have you have a guy the other day. He said he his his defensive players of the year were Andre Drummond, Hassan Whiteside, and who the hell was the other one? He said, I don't know. It was really cringeworthy. And it's like you have a vote, dude. Like someone cares about your opinion that much, man. It's like the same guy a couple years ago in Boston who voted for Carmelo Anthony just so LeBron James wouldn't be the first ever unanimous MVP. Like, this shit is not, this shit cannot fly. Like, we have to change this shit. It is so bad. It is so bad. And, I mean, a guy like Bradley Beal last year, he missed out on millions of dollars because some dipshit didn't put him in the third-team All-NBA, even though he was, he was clearly the third-best, like, guard for that position. It was just... Oh, they got to fix it, man. The whole system's broken. The whole system of covering basketball is broken. It's really, it's really horrible. And, and hopefully, once Draymond retires here in the next couple of years, he will save NBA media because he has been so good on TNT. He's been so damn good. Actually breaking down sets and breaking down plays and actually giving a player's perspective on things instead of just, like, making jokes and just being, like, a bumbling idiot like Charles Barkley has become. Like, it's really nice and refreshing, man. Tim Legler on ESPN, even though they don't even use him, he's the only guy, and now Draymond, who actually get into the X's and O's, and it was nice to watch. It was very it was very refreshing, and it's just going to suck when Draymond goes back to play next year and we're going to have the same old, like, I don't know, Chuck and, and Shaq are going to have a, a mud wrestling contest or something. And it's just, they don't talk about hoops and it's just, it's kind of frustrating. So, and they wonder why their ratings are down. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you for continuing to listen. Please make sure to like rate and review after every single episode. I will talk to you tomorrow when I get off of work. Enjoy your basketball. See ya. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And, uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Are you going to do this?